It's Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Dr. Singh on WBRN. Talk Medicine is brought to you by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. Welcome back to segment three of Talk Medicine with Dr. Rashmi Juneja from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids, michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. We've been talking about addiction and a lot of different substances and substance abuse. Uh, how do you how do you know? How can you tell when you're an addict? Uh, there, are, there are many signs and symptoms of uh, being addicted. Uh, if you're neglecting your responsibilities, you are using drugs under dangerous conditions or taking risks while you're high, or the drug uses or substance abuse is getting you into legal trouble. Uh, it's getting you into trouble with your relationships. You're building a tolerance. You're needing more and more. Uh, and sometimes you're taking it just to avoid the symptoms of withdrawal. You have lost control over your drug use. Your life revolves around the drug use. You have abandoned the activities that you used to once enjoy for the sake of this drug abuse. And you are continuing to use the substance in spite of the fact that you understand that it's hurting you. Uh, you're having more pain, you're suffering from hyperalgesia syndrome because you have uh, these chemicals in your body that are already blocking all the receptors. And if you're suffering from all this, it's a very clear indicator that you have addiction issues. And what is that exactly? Now you explained it a little bit off the air, but you, you said that that's something when you have that, when, when uh, patients or people are on narcotic medication or drugs, there are certain receptors in our brain known as mu receptors, and these medications drop the mu receptors. And once those receptors are blocked, there's nothing more for any medicine to do for you. So if you have a little extra pain, let's say you hit your leg against something while you are walking, you have extreme amount of pain. Mm. And your pain is much more than somebody who's not on all this medication. And this syndrome is known as hyperalgesia syndrome. So most patients who are using narcotic medication, whether prescription or non-prescription, have some form of hyperalgesia syndrome and actually suffer much more pain than than average Joe who is not on all this medication wow. or chemicals. And if you're having that, then when you get the pain, there's nothing that anybody can give you. No, no matter how much medicine you are given, it doesn't work because it doesn't have a place to work. Wow. Because all the receptors where this medication would go and work are already blocked. Wow. So then, what is the answer for an addict if you if you're if you ha have an addiction? What should you do to get off it? It's different things for different drugs. There is a lot of help available. Uh, so if you are an addict, you can go into a residential community, or you can take medication, you can go for rehab, or you can start a slow wean with the help of your physician to get off the medication. The best thing is really to prevent this from happening to anybody. So uh, when children are in school, uh, or high school or early college, uh, 
teachers or educators should look for problems. It, there should be early intervention if there is evidence of aggressive behavior, poor social skills, academic or communication difficulties, then there may be a form of addiction going on. Mm -hmm. So early intervention at the level of high school or college would really help this person from not getting addicted. The best thing is to try to prevent it. Then what are the risk factors? You know, are you seeing deviant behaviors in young adults? Aggression, is there abuse going on for this particular individual? Then what are the protective factors? You know, how do we protect children or young adults from this? Uh, parental involvement is important if there's any evidence of addiction, family bonding, education, good study habits. If there is good peer relationships with your friends and family members, that is also helpful. And then there should be reinforcement of anti-drug ant uh, attributes. Schools, educators, teachers, parents, family members should maybe be more open and talk about this mm -hmm. and reinforce the status of being non-addictive to any chemical. Yeah. So, so there should, if they, if we can set up a program, a structure where they have oral, auditory, or written materials that are delivered to middle school, high school, that would prevent some of this addiction from happening yeah. at later stages. Yeah, and and it, it's like you had mentioned earlier. I think you mentioned it off the air. Uh, if you, it, it's like if somebody wanted to become a, a, a vegan, they're going to study about it and they're going to say, okay, I want to be a vegan. I'm not just going to stop eating meat and start eating vegetables and I'm a vegan. Mm -hmm. You read about it and you read up on it and you see. So before you decide that you're going to do some kind of a drug, you should probably find out what effects that they'll have on you. Absolutely. And there are great websites. NIH, National Institute Institute of Health, is a great website. And so is NIDA, National Institute of Drug Abuse. And these are both uh, peer-reviewed websites. They are not funded by any commercial uh, companies. So these are websites to look at, to encourage young people to study this a little bit, do some quizzes and understand what these do. Because I think if young people are exposed to the dangers of these addictions, they might not want to go down that route. Mm -hmm. And because treatment is very complex, it's very difficult. There's behavioral therapy, there's medication involved, and the overall therapeutic process can be very prolonged and very painful for everybody involved. So why not try to prevent it at mm -hmm. a younger age? Right. And if you are the person who's addicted, if we're talking to you right now, the main thing that we want to stress is that any, any if you go to a doctor you're not going to be ridiculed or anything. They're going to try and help you. They're yeah. not going to be yelling at you or anything because they understand. Yes, and it is a problem. And the sooner you fix it, the better it is for you. Before it has changed your brain or ca caused harm that cannot be reversed. So talk to your doctor. If you feel you have an addiction, talk to your doctor. There are multiple programs out there to help you. There are The treatment is community and family-based, or it can be residential therapeutic communities. There are other medications. If you have an opioid addiction, you can be put on methadone or naltrexone or bupropion and all these help 
with fighting those addictions. If you're addicted to tobacco, then there's nicotine or varsinine or other medication that helps you. If you're on alcohol, there are different medications like antabuse that, you know, make you feel sick if you drink and that reinforces that behavior of not drinking. Uh, in extreme cases, even judicial system involvement is needed. And this is uh, probably addiction is one of the few places where judicial intervention, if you have a judge ordered, uh, you know, therapeutic stay at a residential community for the process of detoxification, it actually does help the patient. Mm -hmm. So if you have a loved one who needs that sort of intervention, go ahead, it, it does help them. Yeah, so... And that's but the interventions now. If you, it's is it is it counterproductive to do an intervention because a lot of times sometimes they'll fight you on that. If you get like six or seven people that are there, then they they get against you. You know, they're they're against you if they don't want to have any part of it. Mm. How do you deal with that? It's a tough. It is very complex and difficult situation. And uh, on the addict's part, there has to be some sort of uh, want to be mm -hmm. detoxified, uh, but it is very difficult for family members and loved ones. Yeah. But if you don't intervene, then there is no way that this will stop. So even though it is difficult, uh, but I think intervention is needed. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and we were talking about prevention of all of the different types of drugs. Now, they all... Basically, obviously, it's e easy to just say, just say no. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the easy way. Yeah, it is just the say easy no. Way, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the easiest way. The problem is complex and there's no easy answer. And then I want, uh, I want to say this, that it is sometimes not your fault. It is just the way you're genetically built. So feel free to talk to your doctor or loved one and try to get the necessary intervention as soon as possible. Mm hmm and so if you have a loved one and you think that they're in this and you might not be sure, you can tell with certain behaviors, though. I mean, you can tell if they just start acting a little bit weird or become subdued, mm -hmm. you know, maybe maybe yeah. staying in their room or yeah. something like that. And if they're not communicating with you, if you're seeing aggression, if you're seeing a sudden drop in grades, you know, Talk to them. Talk to your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, try to figure out what's going on in their lives. Right. You know, talk about drugs with your kids. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the various treatments you probably would want to bring those up at some point. I mean, when you're when you're talking about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there is help available. Sometimes they are caught up in this web and they have this feeling of helplessness. And uh, there is a lot of help available. There are medication, there are residential communities, there's counseling. So there is there are different things that can be done to help these particular group of patients. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about these today. Now, what is something that you, you specifically want to pinpoint? I would like to say that Big Rapids is a small community and uh, we should take care of each other. And uh, I would like to say this to parents that when you have young adults, 17, 18, 19 year old, even though they are pushing you aside, talk to them, mm -hmm. communicate. 
communicate and uh, no matter what is going on remember there is help available yeah so and talk to your physician talk to your counselor there are rehab programs where you can stay as an inpatient or you can even do this as outpatients uh, with interventions that have been placed uh, after due research and also i mean especially if your kids are in high school age mm -hmm. or or mm -hmm. even even younger keep the lines of communication open yes. i mean there's so many ways to communicate these days but yep. know who their friends yep. are know where they're going and spend time with your family it is so sad if you go out for dinner you'll see four family members and they're each on their device right. i mean have a device free dinner time <laughs> yeah yes exactly. talk to your kids uh, you can prevent a lot of this from happening there's the next yeah. addiction device addiction that's yes. what we <laughs> talk about yes we can get you we can get you free of that yes there actually are some restaurants that do that yes. that they'll say you know like keep your phone at the door you check yeah. it at the door like the old west used to do with guns that's right i i saw an ad for a like a salt pepper shaker and if you put that device on your dining table then the cell phones don't work it somehow jams it so we'll we'll see some of those devices come in the market i'll be the first one to get it there you go yeah that is good yeah. but you can keep the lines of communication yes. open that's the biggest thing yes. and uh and I, once again we want to stress that if you if you have an addiction or feel you have an addiction to seek help it is okay it yeah. is okay it may not be your fault you know mm -hmm. and uh, just communicate talk to your family talk to your loved one talk to your doctor and uh, they will get you the help that you need you are not alone right so about 20 million americans today are addicted to some sort of substance or chemicals so wow. get the help you need yeah and and don't wait i mean obviously no, the, the longer, longer yep the longer you wait the more your brain changes the more it's going to affect your intelligence your higher learning and your you know your life and smoking is another one too that we i don't want to go too lightly on smoking because i mean that's You said that's one of the biggest. That's the number one. Yeah. Number one chemical. So I guess you can't get much bigger than that. No, number one. Number one addiction is nicotine, and it is the most addictive substance known to mankind. But yeah. that is, it's very easily treatable. Mm -hmm. uh, but each each cigarette is a cancer stick. Takes a few days out of your life. Think about it before you light your next cigarette. Yeah, and check on that because it is something. You know, that's something. If you would read up on it and read, not just the the main thing, not just the main that the end. Okay, if I smoke, I'm going to get cancer and I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. Don't think about that. Think of all the other diseases: yes. emphysema and COPD. lung problems, COPD, yeah. heart disease. Peripheral vascular disease. I mean, you like your legs, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Don't smoke then. <laughs> That's right. You know, because it's just. I mean, it's just amazing that you know all of the different things that can happen from smoking cigarettes. Yes. And so, so stop. I know we've 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 hit you with a lot of information today. <laughs> But there are many websites where information is free and available all the time. NIDA.gov, NIH.gov, drugabuse.gov, and I believe Michigan State is all out to help you 
with your nicotine addiction as well. So if you need the patches or you need the gum, I do believe you can get it free. Call me here at the radio station and I'll just tell you no. <laughs> I, I mean, I just will. I'll help you yeah. as much as I can. Call I mean. Rob. If you have nobody else, just call Rob. Yeah. The, I think that's my slogan. Yes. If you have nobody else, call Rob. Call Rob. <laughs> <laughs> or you can call Michigan Primary Care Partners. We are by your side. There so, you go. Yeah. And that's a, And once again, how do they get a hold of you there at Michigan Primary Care Partners? Do they, they get, have a phone uh, number? Yep. Our phone number is 231-592-1360. Or they can also go on the website and... Uh, we walk in if you need to walk in. We are always there Monday to Friday. So walk into the office if you're not able to call. We will try to get you whatever help you need. Well, thank you very much. This has been really eye-opening and, and very uh, helpful. And I'm hoping that we've helped somebody today. I, I really think that we have. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you very so. much. Thanks, Talk Rob. Medicine with Dr. Rashmi Junasia from Michigan Primary Care Partners. In Big Rapids, MichiganPrimaryCarePartners.com. You can also see them there. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. This has been Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Dr. Singh on WBRN. Talk Medicine is brought to you by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time.